0: self-care is so important and we often forget that like when we're busy working we forget to take the time out and just treat ourselves and love ourselves i would just say that like if you're struggling and you want to need a break allow yourself to take it whatever that may be like listening to music going for a walk like soaking in a bubble bath It also helps to let you know that you're not alone, even if you think that you are. (laughs) There are people here that can relate to you.
1: Welcome to Cortez Community Radio. This is a new show called Sustenance, a podcast project about sustaining resistance and so-called self-care in social and environmental justice movements. I'm excited to invite you to join me, Bridget Holton, your host, in a series of conversations about how people look after themselves and each other while they campaign or work for change. So this show is for those of you who care about the state of the world, but still learning to take care of yourself, and so whether you identify with the term activist or not, it is for those of you who take action in this world. Maybe you felt overwhelmed, maybe you feel grief We all feel these things. We are human beings. But there are ways to manage those emotions so that we can sustain ourselves for the long term because we need to be there. I intend to weave in my own story, to share my poetry, to tell you how the nature sustains me while I fight for it. But I also focus on the stories and journeys of others and privilege those whose self-care is bound up with their struggle to survive in a society that silences their voices or squeezes their livelihood or stops them on the street. So there is a politics to this work which is about the position we occupy in society in relation to the dominant group. is my second podcast. You are listening to a pre-recorded interview with LD, an amazing participant at one of the social change institutes at Hollyhock in 2017. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Get in touch by getting in contact with Cortez Community Radio and asking for, for Bridget. I'd love to hear from you. Enjoy. Talk about what you perceive as self-care and how you Mm -hmm. look after yourself in your journey of social change in some way.
0: Yeah. I'm a helper and I work in the downtown east side and I deal a lot with um, pretty traumatic things and I was like, I just need to find me, I need to heal my heart as well, I need to get over, um, not get over, I'll never get over the death of my sister, but learn to deal with it in a way that I can function and go on living. Hard here for me. Um, I was questioning a lot, questioning like who I am, questioning like life in general. It's like, what can I give?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Zen. You know? laughs>
0: yeah. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I've heard the beauty of like silent retreats and how being with yourself um, in nature, wherever you are, um, and just. Being comfortable letting that out, whatever that may be. So I went on and I like emailed the person that was in charge of the volunteering and I was like, hey, I'd like to come out. And she was like, there's a position that's opening up. And she's like, would you be interested in coming? And I was like, you would find like searching for a way to like help heal and to help grow and to help find guidance. I was like, if you don't take this, Quite frankly, that would do the stupidest thing. (laughs) So, yeah, I emailed her back and I was like, I'm coming. So, I spent three months at a Buddhist retreat last year, and it's honestly like one of the best things I've ever done. We're talking about like the ultimate self care. Just call on me, brother.
2: Somebody to lean on. I just might have a problem that you understand. We all need somebody
0: to leave. I've always been a pretty like spiritual person, but after that summer I was like, I had a new awakening and a new understanding of what I'm supposed to do.
1: You say you've always been quite a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about your early childhood, perhaps? What that meant in childhood and, and how that developed over time? I
0: had a very troubling childhood. Um, both of my parents were facing issues and they weren't really able to care for us. So we I grew up in the child welfare system um, and... My, I call them my adopted parents because they took care of me from a very young age and I still talk with them. They had an importance for culture. And um, on my dad's side, it's a long line of medicine men and shaman. So spirituality started really young with me. Like I'd have these things coming to me and I didn't understand what was happening. And I was like, I can f- uh, feel what was going on around. I talk to an elder and he's like you're an empath, you're just feeling what people are giving you and you have to learn to switch them off sometimes because they can be very troubling It's so, a gift, a gift yeah, and a curse that it is.
1: I also <laughs> yeah. Yeah, grew up with and yeah. since then I've gone on a journey of connecting with others who
2: mm.
1: who are sensitive and who are affected and who can't always switch it off but it is a it's a practice. It's a mm-hmm. practice of learning to live with all the all the emotions. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: So through everything else, um, <clears throat> in my teens, I was diagnosed with several different things. Um, one of them being PTSD from childhood trauma. So I was pumped full of medication and then once I was like 21, I'm like, I'm tired of being numb. I'm like, I'm tired of living my life in a fog. So I got off all the meds <laughs> and so that was a process. But. It's still began to feel again. And then once the medications were all out of my system, I was like, one minute I feel like crying. The next minute I feel like really, really angry. The next minute I'm like super freaking happy and I don't know what's going on. And then I was like, I started to understand that my life is like a vessel. I just take whatever comes in. And um, for a long time, that was... I was like, if I can take some of that pain away from someone else, that's good. And I didn't know how to release it. And I was like, um, step back yeah. <laughs> and breathe. And then breathe. Yeah, breathe. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where my love of nature came from. where my love of nature came from. Mm -hmm. I feel the most happiest when I'm surrounded by trees. People often make fun of the fact that I like to like hang around trees and stuff. And I was like, you don't understand the power of trees and how they ground you and they connect you to earth. And I was like, I will gladly hug a tree if I'm having a bad day. It's totally normal, you
1: shouldn't feel alone in that. No. Mm
0: -hmm. Everyone's like, oh, that's the tree hugger, and I'm like, damn right I'm a tree hugger <laughs> I will give that tree a hug
2: lean yeah. on me when you're not strong and I'll
0: In Vancouver and I don't often get a chance to come out of the city often because I'm so wrapped up in my work that I do, that it's just nice to get away and get grounded and be able to breathe just normal air instead of like polluted and everything else like that. Self-care is so important. If and we often forget that, like when we're busy working and we're busy doing the things that we do, we forget to take the time out. There was a doctor that I had once and she shared with me that it is a miracle that I am still here. All of the stuff that's happened to you, she's like, I don't even know. I don't even know how you survived it. And so many people in your life have put you down and have been mean to you and have tried to break you in so many different ways. When are you going to start loving you? When are you going to start taking care of you? And it gets me emotional when I think about it. Because all of these people tried to break me as much as they could. And it was like, you are the only person that can make you happy. And I was like, that is true. But Julian is another thing. <laughs> Doing all these good things, but at the same time, like I'm like I'm showing empathy to people, I'm being a giver to them. Like, um, I work a lot with addictions, and um, I work in the downtown east side, which is pretty much a lot of individuals that live there have been lost with their addictions, and they don't know where they're going, and <laughs> um, when are you going to start practicing what you give you are so critical of yourself and so I'm not going to say judgmental but being like you can always do better and I'm just like no like those people that tried to break you have said that to you and even though it's been years since that's happened it's still affected me. It's in um, our
1: bodies, it's yeah,
0: goes so deep. Yeah. So I really had to take a step back, and I was like, I need to do self care today, <laughs> yeah. and I need to get away and go sit by the ocean, feel the breeze, listen to the animals in the forest and stuff, and really get back to me. Lean on me
2: when you're-
0: I've been alone for the last three years. Um, I haven't really reached out to people here and I'm going to start doing that now. I need to go out and be with people that understand what I'm going to do and understand like the spirituality things that I'm really, really super passionate about. It's another item of self-care. It's surround yourself with positive people that understand and accept you.
1: Yeah, it really changes the definition of self-care into a collective support system. And so much of what what you're speaking about is is about journeying alone and holding those burdens. And also sometimes in self-care, the tendency to say, oh, it does have to just be me who finds that self-love and it does have to just be me who finds the activities. And yet, how many times is it when actually it's a friend who says do you want to go do this or it's a family around creating the space that is is the support that we that we fall back into you- you could talk about the things that stop you normally taking that time Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I think a large part of it is not wanting to let people down Um, and not wanting to feel that I'm missing something Um, at the same time it's someone may need me in that moment and if I'm not there, like I don't want them to feel that they're not cared about. Does that make sense? Of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, if someone's struggling with something I can relate to, then I would like be able to help them understand that they're not alone. But at the same time, I'm like, I can't really truly help someone if at the same time I'm going through something and I need to be able to be one hundred percent in the moment, and I was like, I'm gonna go into the ocean and swim and be with the fishes, <laughs> and um, and then I'll be able to come back and help people and truly be there. And I think that's really important.
1: Yeah, that's the gift that we that we give when we really are self centered. And self centered or being selfish has this negative association. And, uh, you know, it, it can be, but when it comes from people who are often the opposite other oriented, centred and are so affected and adapting to other people all the time, it's a radical act
2: mm-hmm.
1: to reground in ourselves and start from there and say, these are my boundaries, this is where I begin. And this is where you start and it's it's a skin it's a permeable space where there can be reciprocity and exchange mm-hmm. but it, it really respects the integ- our integrity mm-hmm. that we are we're whole people in ourselves as well as well as the ways in which we're
0: connected I was called selfish moving here yeah. to Vancouver um, I literally up and was like, I need to get out of here. <laughs> and within four hours, I was on a plane here. And I was like, This is my time. I was always the person in my family where people would come to if they had issues. Yeah. I was always the person that they unloaded all of their problems on. And it was almost like they didn't have anyone to do that to anymore. And I was like, It's selfish. Whatever. I've been that person for a long time, and. I'm going to do me now. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with doing you.
1: Can I ask you a question about what gives you hope?
0: What gives me hope? (laughs) It's going to sound cliche, but life gives me hope. Um, always feel like trees have life yeah. and as long as trees are living then we're all living um what really gives me hope is how hope for a better tomorrow um I hope that people will be more understanding and more knowledgeable about different things um there's so much in hope.
1: <laughs> I had a dream last
0: night I'd like to
1: share where sunflowers touched my hair and they put ladders into the souls and reached out to those who could not help themselves and instead they became avenues of practical hope. They were hope made hard. Solid hope to hold on to in the dark. Not just thoughts or intention, but action on the part of those whose privilege allows them to pause. And one, one thing I always ask, which is how positions of privilege and intersections of personality and identity um, come into the privilege of who's able to take a break, who's able to run away, or how that plays into people feeling like they can't. Mm-hmm. Thoughts.
0: um i don't see myself as a person of privilege um i have to work a lot for what i for what i want and what i need um and i often find that we're down upon for that internally as well and people don't even know that they're doing it <laughs> Finding people that you can relate to. I think that's really good too. Can you talk about
1: safer spaces created within those smaller groups? Only a few. Yeah, sure.
0: um, a group of people that can relate to you. I can understand what you're going through. And being able to respect the fact that like we all have differences. We're not always going to think the same. But we can respect those differences. And we can <clears throat> grow from them
1: from my perspective as a white privileged non-canadian who does see themselves in a position of privilege a lot of the time i would encourage anyone who's ever been in that situation where they've felt a discomfort around perhaps a racist comment or yeah a feeling of injustice where perhaps you have an option to step step back to lean into it to ri- to you know, to Im- imagine if you had no option to lean back or step out, you know, and and what that would mean and to use your voice mm-hmm. and your body mm-hmm. in solidarity
0: in those situations. We all need somebody
2: to oh. lean on.
0: I would just say that, like, if you're struggling and you want to need a break, allow yourself to take it and also helps to let you know that you're not alone even if you think that you are. <laughs> there are people here that can relate to you. Find whatever makes you happy. If you're not happy in your job find a new one that does. Um, move away if you have to. <laughs> do what you gotta do. Um, I just want to thank you for allowing me to talk. Oh,
1: <laughs> your pleasure <laughs> is all mine and hopefully anyone who's pick this up and is listening can really yeah mm. hear the hear the wisdom and experience that, and the gifts that you, that you bring I really yeah thank you so much thank you <laughs> thank you Cortez for your support once again if you have stories of self-care burnout spiritual activism to share get in touch. I'm Bridget Hulton. Bye.
2: You just call.